Welcome back to Primetime Kansas City. On today's episode, we will talk about the NBA playoffs. For the first time in this podcast's existence, all of our favorite teams are in the playoffs, and they've all got some interesting series going on, so we'll break down that and all of the other scores around the NBA's first round. Uh, the Royals are dog shit. I mean, they are like Kim Anderson, Mizzou-level dog shit. We're going to break down why they're that bad, um, if we can even do that. And just, yeah, pretty much vent our frustrations out here on the podcast. And then we might get in a little bit of draft talk for uh, the draft, which is next Thursday as we're recording this, about it'll eight a, days out. It'll be a week, week from a week, today's Yeah, release. weeks from today. We will have yeah. an episode out before then. Uh, so we'll save most of our draft talk for them. But let's go ahead and get it started off with the NBA playoffs. And Josh, take the floor. Guys. I've never experienced this. I've never experienced making the playoffs. It's pretty fucking incredible. But that that comes for another time. And someone has a terrible echo. I think it was gone. But oh, no. n- none of that matters. Draymond Green is a fucking bitch. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of hate for a guy that's two up two zero in a series. Uh, yeah, that was that was vitriol. That was you don't stop. Brutal. On a player. Now, I will say, the Warriors fan base might be the worst in the NBA. And by might, I mean it is. Um, They're like literally, did you see the Warriors uh, with Josh? They were like, people within the organization feel as if DeMontis is using the ball as a weapon this series. Yeah. I mean, that might be the dumbest. That's the the worst excuse I've ever seen. Does he have like fucking metal spikes on the ball and he's just throwing at him? Like, if he's thrown the ball, if he's thrown the ball. If he's throwing the ball at Warriors players, then yeah, he's using it as a weapon. But I need to see a clip of him throwing the ball at the Warriors. I was just like, what the hell are they even talking about? It's so ironic, man, and it's so poetic for this franchise to be the one to be bitching about foul play when they've literally had Draymond, Zaza Pachulia. They've injured more stars in playoff series than they could ever, like any team would ever do. And they're the ones bitching. It's just so pro. It's so Barry McCockner tweeted, "We're two Warriors losses away from Steph and Warriors fans saying the Warriors lost because Sabonis was stabbing and shooting people." Okay, I will say this: like now that I got all my anger out, because I wanted to record a podcast after Game Two, because I fucking hate Draymond Green. Uh no, this has been awesome. Like Game One was electric. I was at a bar. People were telling me light the beam. I didn't know. I didn't think anyone in the fucking state of Missouri knew what light the beam meant. So that was pretty cool. But game one was going back and forth. I thought Steph Curry was going to catch fire. Off night, Davion Mitchell's been guarding him really well. De'Aaron Fox went off. Sabonis, I'm going to be honest. First two games, he could he could do better. He could do better. But th- that's also whenever they have Draymond Green on the court. And whenever Draymond's on the court... Fox and Sabonis just can't get past him. So that's why tomorrow is a really big game. But I think Steph Curry's going to come out just lights out mentality, him and Clay, Because Clay's actually been not terrible, at least in game two he wasn't. I don't really remember much from game one. But, yeah, this Kings team is really shocking me. I, I totally thought we would get swept, like, not swept, but maybe a gentleman sweep or a 4-2. And we still might because it's 2-0. I mean, the Warriors could win the next four, but... This Kings team has made me officially happy this year. I will say that. Yeah, I mean, you should be happy. I mean, you said you said all year you wanted one playoff win, and they've doubled that. So yeah, so I'm happy. I can't I can't believe this is how it's gone. The the one thing I want to tell you, Josh, is are 
Are you surprised um, that the uh, the Warriors played poorly on the road? No, because the Warriors are shit on the road. I know. Yeah, I, that's what I, I didn't think. But that... they're godly at home, so that's. But I'll say this: in the regular season, the Kings and Warriors, Warriors won the matchup three one. The only win the Kings got was on the road. I want to say. Yeah, and I think the other thing is a. I didn't really care about the regu- the Warriors regular season road troubles a ton for a couple reasons this series. One being it Sacramento is so close to Golden State. It's not like a true road trip. And two, even though it's a like insane environment, I, I'm not taking that away. It's definitely a road game, but it's not the you're not going to the East Coast to play per se. Um you're not going far. The second thing is a lot of the Warriors losses in the regular season on the road were because guys like Wiggins or Curry or Thompson were missing games. Uh, they just weren't playing back-to-backs on the road or shit like that. But it's definitely, on in this series, it's been an impact. Like, the Warriors win both of those games if they're at the Chase Center, I I, fr- I firmly believe. Um, so it'll be interesting. And now there is no breathing room for Golden State. If they don't win game three, the season's over. It's it's over. No, they, it's not. Yes, I told you before we recorded this, the Kings would be the one team to blow a 3-0 lead. Josh, only to the Warriors. Josh, if we're playing any other team... I would be like, yeah, it's no, over. Josh, but we're playing Josh, fucking Warriors. Anything's Josh, possible. Josh, if the Kings win game three, they are going to win the damn series. There's no doubt about it. The Warriors, we just talked about how so much they suck on the road. They would have to win four consecutive games, two of which being in Sacramento. If, if they... Yep. I mean, at least... All right, sorry, you kind of cut out, but... Yeah, no, all my, thing, matters... my, my thing just cut out. But yeah. You're recording. You're you're recording so they can hear what you whatever you say. But no, I mean, I agree. But it's also just me being me, and you know, I never think positive when it comes to sports. Yeah, we know that. Um, let's go to John, who has Clippers and Suns, which is one one right now. By the time this, it should be one one by the time this comes out. I'll be one one. Um, John, how are you feeling? Um, I mean, obviously, I would take this result going into the series. Um, I have to say I'm a bit concerned about the last three quarters of last night. Seems like the Suns kind of struck a chord, um, kind of abused Zubak in drop coverage. But look, um, Kawhi Leonard is still capable of being the best player on a team that can just will its way through playoff series. Um, and I think he's shown that pretty strongly here. So that is definitely the amount that I would ask for. I am generally just... I'm not a big Phoenix Suns fan, man. I don't really like them. I don't really like their fans. And I'm annoyed that once again, I have to lose to them because my team is less healthy than theirs. Um, kind of would have liked to take my chances with the sixth seed. I'm not too confident about Fuck the Clippers pulling, pulling through on this one. Um, quite frankly, I, I just don't enjoy playing a team where if you double team Kevin Durant, then he's going to kick it to a wide open Devin Booker or Chris Paul. Um and the Clippers kind of failed to make a judgment, make adjustments for an entire half of basketball last night. And we'll see if they can turn that around here. I was pretty confident coming out of game one. I think I've kind of come back to earth at this point. But it was always kind of expected. I'm very happy to be in this spot. Um, and the Clippers have a good chance at making this a dogfight and, you know, maybe taking it seven games, which if that happens, you know, you never really know what the result will be. Yeah, I mean, and the Clippers even had Scott, uh, what's his face, Scott on their Foster. side yesterday. Yeah, Scott, yeah Foster. Scott Foster. And you, you still lost. I mean, <laughs> that, that'd be a little ever. concerning. Well, I mean, Ball. I think it also has to be pointed out the Clippers are, like, the other Scott Foster stat is the Clippers. It And Chris Paul's stat is, like, half Clippers games. So, 
you know, yeah. it, it is what it is. Scott, like Chris Paul is now one and twenty-one in playoff games that Scott Foster officiates. I was gonna say, is it me or is it? Wait, one and twenty-one. I thought he was zero and fourteen going into Wednesday. Was that just with the Suns? Well, no, it, it's his career. It's throughout. Oh. I don't think. I don't think twenty. I think it's fourteen. I think it's fourteen. I, I, I saw one twenty. Whatever. I could. Okay, but no. Anyway, he might have been zero and fourteen or zero and twenty-one. But is it just me or is it anyone else? Chris Paul only. Uh, Scott Froster only refs Chris Paul in the playoffs. <laughs> I feel like I hear this narrative once every year. Well, yeah, playoffs. I mean, it's because Chris Paul teams make it deep normally, and Scott Foster is just one of the guys that gets to ref the big games, I guess. And, yeah, funny funny narrative. Uh, finally, Chris Paul picked up a win. Um, yeah, I think I just, just to talk about my perspective on the series, I think the Clippers are in a good spot still. Obviously, stealing a game on the road is all you could really ask for. 2-0 would have been insane, but yeah, they yeah. always say a series doesn't begin until the road team wins a game, and they were able to do that in game yeah, one. Yeah. And I think no, more I'm, importantly, I'm... they were able to win game one with a bad Westbrook performance. I know Westbrook came up big late, but they were able to sustain him shooting 3-19 and still win the game. Yeah. I do you think, think if is... this gets to like game six or seven, John, Paul George might try it? To come back. No, I don't think so. And honestly, I'm a little worried that Paul George trying it is going to end up hurting the Clippers ultimately. Um, I don't, I don't know for sure on that, but it seems like it'd be a pretty difficult thing. I think, I think this series he's off the table. But look, yeah, I have to be happy with the situation they're in. I mean, this is more like I said before than I expected coming into it. I think this really comes down to being a bench battle. The Clippers yeah, last yeah. night. I think between Highland Batum and. Powell, they were 0 of 14 from three. Yeah, can't, um, can't have it. That's yeah, that's being 25% from three away from it being a you know neck and neck game, just like the first one. Um, and yeah, I think it's I think it's a little difficult to forecast. I think I think Kevin Durant has an opportunity that if he can play like Kevin Durant, there's not gonna be much the Clippers can do. They they're overall a more talented roster. And like we saw last night, Clippers keyed in on Durant, he hit Booker. Stopped keying in on Durant, and then all of a sudden Chris Paul started playing well, um, hitting those like you know fadeaway mid ranges that we've seen him do for literally the past decade and a half. Um, so yeah, it 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 we'll have to see, but I think I believe the Suns will win, but I think the Clippers still have a good chance to make something happen if Kawhi can deliver the performances he's been delivering these first two games. The only way the Clippers win this series is if when they're when the benches are on the floor, they significantly outplay Phoenixes. It's the only way that they're going to win this series because Phoenix has the worst bench in the NBA. Not not just in the playoffs, in the NBA. They've got like Wainwright, Warren, B- Bismack, Biemba, like Landry Shamit. Shamit's probably their best bench piece, and he didn't even score in Game Four. He went. Yeah. He, he went and played 14 minutes. Basically, did cardio. Like it. The Clippers and the Clippers don't have a great bench either by any means. Really, I mean, you got guys like Man who are Man and Powell, you know, who are effective, but. It's it's not super deep, and so yeah, I think that's one of the I think that's one of the strengths of the Clippers actually is their bench. Um, I I think when those guys perform well, they absolutely and I mean we saw it for a little bit in the first half last night. The Clippers bench, the when the Clippers were getting ahead, were basically pacing with that Kevin Durant lineup. But yeah, last night it did come back to bite him. I think I think there's something that they can get out of those guys like uh, Powell, Terrence Mann had a great game last night, um, and the Clippers have finally moved Marcus Morris out of the rotation. I think that's helped them quite a bit. Um, but they really just have to figure out a way to cope with, you know, the mix of Aiton being on the floor and having to have a big guy out there for that, but also 
not just getting owned over and over again, going under those ball screens um, and trying to switch up with, with the big man. Because Devin Booker, I think on three separate occasions, just got the Clippers with that. And it's going to be a long series if that trend continues. I I don't know the Clippers well enough to know this, but for this series specifically, just from a height perspective, why is Covington not playing more? Yeah, that's a question a lot of people are asking, I think. Um, it makes you a little bit more switchable. It, I think it helps in the situations where Kawhi is the biggest player on the court, which we've seen a few times. Um, but, you know, I've kind of fallen out of touch with the Clippers a little this year because it's just been a big experimental mess, and they have just really haven't shown you anything of what they're actually going to do. Um, and right now it looks like Robert Covington is not part of that ultimate plan. Um so we'll see how it plays out. I mean, I think there were situations where the Clippers had it right. Um, but look, if the problem that we saw last night persists, uh, I would definitely like to see him get a shot at it because I think he can help mitigate those issues. All right. And then the last, well, not the last. I was going to say, before we get to the Eastern Conference, I want to say this. Uh, and the Kings Warriors, have you guys seen that video of Bob Myers and the dude sh- yeah, shaking the yeah, cowbell? Yeah, they banned uh, those. Yeah. Yeah, they just banned those, so... Yeah, yeah that's quite saving. funny. It's a rowdy environment. Um, yeah, so just to wrap up the West, um, Nuggets are going to kill Minnesota. It's every, There were people that were entertaining. The, I know it's only 1-0, but that is such a mismatch, and people... Yeah, but it's not going to be a contest. And then Grizzlies-Lakers is very interesting. Um, right now, that game, as we're talking... I mean, it'll be over by the time it's come out. Right now... Memphis is up 59-44 at halftime on L.A. Um, it'd be interesting to see who comes out of that. Obviously, Memphis desperately needs Game 3. Um, or Game 2, excuse me. Um, going to the East. Something in here is if you're actually coming up, like many people that I hear in an unbelievable amount saying the Lakers are going to win the championship. No. You don't know ball. I'm sorry. Like, sure, maybe they can in like one timeline, but yeah. that team is not better than – Four or five teams, and it's no, not they're close. Not. They're not. They're not. Uh, I I don't understand it. I hear it from all angles. It's because and like, they. Have. And then I hear these, I hear these same people say, "Well, the Sun Stars can't make it through the playoffs playing the minutes they're doing." And it's like, but LeBron and Anthony Davis can. Thirty-seven-year-old well, LeBron. The Lakers are. And Anthony Davis. The, the Lakers are way deeper than the Suns. Way, way, way deeper. Okay, but what I'm saying is, regardless, those guys are still carrying the load heavily not quite as heavy as the suns but i don't I think know it'll just come down to how much they like if they can if if they were to continue to go through the playoffs it they need for the other guys to step forward and lebron can be an anchor for some of the game and then some of the game somebody else has to do it i think the only way the lakers can win a title is if they do that through the postseason and then you could maybe ask if you got to the finals lebron to just do old lebron for seven games but it's not very likely. Yeah. I mean, I think the roll, the red carpet has unintentionally been rolled out for the Lakers. Any, any, this is the best opportunity they could have been given to get a path to the conference finals. Um, no offense to the Kings and Warriors, but they, they look a little bit vulnerable. Who, the Lakers? Or well, the Kings? I mean, I'm saying I think the Lakers have a, pretty, a better path than the 4-5-1-8 path. To the conference finals, you can. I mean, you can think that, but I mean, literally, I think the Kings like. I think they might have split it with the Lakers, but 
I mean, I keep. I love this narrative. Just keep counting us out. And I know it's not you. It's literally everybody. But yeah, I, I know. I have no trust I mean, in the, the Kings. Kings three and one against the Lakers. Yeah. But, we'll I mean, see. we'll see. I mean, they haven't played D'Angelo Russell yet. And AD and LeBron all at the same time. I, think, I don't even think we've played AD and LeBron. I think the hardest LeBron. part is if the Lakers yeah. win this series, and obviously we expect Minnesota to lose their series, it's all of a sudden Lakers against the Nuggets, and then if the Kings win their series, it's Lakers or it's Kings probably up against the Suns. So I think what John what? is tra- What are you talking no, about? If, yes. If the Lakers win this, they play the Kings. How? They would if play the, the highest rem- the, Oh, that's not the same way. You're right. This isn't the NFL. And if that's the, yeah, Thumbs Nuggets is the next round matchup you're right, probably. You're right. Yeah, they do it stupid like that. I was so confused. I'm like, what? Yeah, no. And so, yeah, it would be Lakers, Kings, and it would be Nuggets, yeah. Suns. Um, still, I mean, yeah, we'll see. I mean, an old Lakers roster, the deeper they get in the playoffs, the worse they'll probably be. If they even win this first round series, which isn't I mean, I don't I don't see them winning it, I'm gonna be honest. You don't see them winning this first round series? Nope. Wow. I mean I do. I think they're a better team than Memphis. I think overall they are. And look, when when both teams are fully healthy, the Lakers have the two best players on the court. Like undeniably. Yeah. Anthony I would Davis, agree. Anthony Davis and LeBron James are undeniably better than John Morant. And then you're, you're talking about with Memphis, no Stephen Adams and no Desmond Bain. It, th- that really defensively kills them. I think it'll be a good series. I'm not saying the Lakers are a shoe-in to beat them, but I think it'll be a good series. Um, let's go to the East. Uh, the Heat and Bucks, which has become all of a sudden a little more interesting than it probably should have been. Uh, obviously, Giannis got hurt in Game 1, but the Heat played decently. Game 2 is about to tip off. Giannis is out again. What do you guys think the odds are Miami can upset Milwaukee in this series? You have to win this game. You have to. If you guys win this game, I think Giannis comes back, and you have to You have to come out with two wins and your three home games. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's going to be tricky for y'all. I think oh, if Giannis yeah. comes back game three, I mean, we've seen him, what the things he can do coming off, coming off an injury like he did in the finals. Um, I don't know. I'm having a hard time buying it if Giannis will be back. I ex- I expect Milwaukee to win the series in six. Still, uh, I would have had it in four, but things have changed. Um, I just think more than this series. Obviously, as a Heat fan, I you know I'm viewing it as winning this series. But for Milwaukee, more importantly than this series is they really don't want to get into a dogfight with Miami. Like they don't want to have to play their ass off to get out of the first round. Because then you get to the second round, and all of a sudden, I mean, it is just gonna be a battle like you for the east what milwaukee had as that one seed is look we're just gonna kick the shit out of the eight seed and then you know in the second round boston and philadelphia will beat the dog shit out of each other we'll be in the conference finals <laughs> you know no everyone's gonna be exhausted it's not really the case if you have to go a long series with miami uh, so it'll be interesting and obviously Unless they get down 2-0. Like if they, I'd say if they win tonight, and this would be out, but if they even the series at 1, don't even don't even risk playing Giannis in Game 3. Like just rest them. But if you go down 2-0, yeah, you have no choice. I'd give Miami... Uh, I'd give Miami a 15-20% to 20% chance to pull out this series. Which is you want to know it's insane? Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking at projections and everything off of 538. The 
there is only two teams that have a lesser chance. I know I keep coming back to them than the Kings. Like even the Heat have a better chance to win the finals than the Kings by two point six percent. But like literally the Timberwolves have a better chance according to this website yeah, to win the finals than the Kings. So like when you look at it, the Heat are getting the looks. And now I'm bringing it back, but the Heat are getting the looks. And I mean, this Heat team was in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. And I don't really. I know you lost Tyler Hero. I mean, how long is he really out for? Yeah, that's that's the big key. Honestly, is that I feel like if Giannis was out and Tyler Hero didn't get hurt, then this would be a can, you know, a lot different of a conversation. Because outside of Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero is the only guy on the Heat that can isolate himself and score. Like everybody else has to, like Duncan Robinson, Max Struess, even Bam, um, you know, Kevin Law, like all of them, they have to get fed the ball to score. Like they can't one-on-one ISO like Butler and Hero can. So yeah, Hero's not going to play again unless they make the finals. So he's not he's playing out, again. That, he's out two months. He broke his hand. I thought I saw something that said four to six weeks. I mean... He broke his fucking hand. Like, he broke his shooting hand. He's not going to be able to play. Um, so, yeah, he'll that be sucks. out. He, but the Heat aren't going to win the series, I don't think. And that's fine because I didn't even expect the Heat to make the playoffs. I mean, coming into the year, I did. But they've been a mediocre team all year. But it would be fucking hilarious if they upset the Bucks again. I would fucking laugh so hard. Um, okay, so then we got uh, Celtics-Hawks. That series is over. I don't see it. I don't even see a scenario of Atlanta winning a game in that series. Yeah, but I'll say this: Quinn Snyder will now have not a full off season with the team. Oh, he got hired mid season. He'll be good for them. You don't. You don't ever see that kind of a head coach getting hired mid season. So he'll get the team that he wants, and the Hawks will be back. And then Sixers Nets. That that's probably a sweep, or a gentleman sweep. It goes back to my point. That's what I'm saying with Milwaukee is. The Sixers and the Celtics are going to cruise to the second round. If Milwaukee has to get into a battle with Miami, it is not good for them long-term throughout the playoffs. Sixers-Celtics is going to be one of the best oh, playoff series. Yeah, that shit is going to be... Mm. And then I hope we get... I hope, honestly, we get Bucks and Celtics. Even though we had it last year without Chris Middleton, this year, if they're both healthy enough to go at it, be such a great Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. But that's really, I mean, I think we went through all the matchups. Um, what were your guys' case? Um, we didn't do an episode last week. What were your guys' finals predictions coming into this postseason? Mine was Suns over Celtics. John? I believe I was Suns, but I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was Bucks over Suns. So. I feel like we all kind of have similar ones, but yeah, it, it will I'll say be this. Yeah. Uh, I think a team that can make the Eastern conference finals, uh, would be pretty cool to see as the uh, Cavs. I was about to, okay. I missed Nick's Cavs. That was the series I missed. The only competitive East. Well, I guess Miami and ba- Milwaukee could be competitive, but the only really competitive first round series is those two. I, that's been a good series, man. Like the Knicks yeah, are not a pushover. No, they're not. And like, what were you gonna say? Yeah, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. I thought John was going to say something. I thought John was. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was going to say neither of the Cavs. I think both teams yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. I think kind of fighting. I think if you put Cleveland against a banged up Milwaukee in the second round, not that they're. I'm not saying Cleveland would win, but 
it could be something similar to Miami where it's like it, they make it very uncomfortable for them. Uh, I think Cleveland can contest with Milwaukee with a healthy squad. You think they can beat Milwaukee with Giannis? I, I said contest. I think they could maybe get one or two out of Milwaukee and make it interesting at least. The goal for Milwaukee is to just get to the Eastern Conference Finals healthy because they know they're either going to have to take on Philly or Boston more than, yeah. more than likely. And so that's really – they can't look too far ahead, but that needs to be the goal. It's like we, you are significantly better than the Heat and Cavs and the Knicks. Just get there healthy. Uh, but, yeah, so it'll be interesting. Some good first-round matchups, some duds. The East, the 8 and 7 – well, not the 8. The Heat are the 8. The 7 and the 6 in the East are just dreadful. The, the Hawks and the, the Nets are just putrid. But When I saw that the Nets made it, I was completely shocked. I thought that team went to utter shit. Well, they did, but they were good enough with Kyrie and KD that they were in the playoffs. But, yeah, if that was the I mean, Mikael Bridges is supposedly going, solid, like, yeah. insane. But, yeah. Um, okay, well, that's enough NBA playoff talk. Uh, let's talk about we go. our favorite team, the Kansas City Royals. Oh, I'm not even joking. I've been boycotting this season. I'm not. I haven't oh, watched a game because I don't want to waste three hours of my life. Four and fifteen, including a one and twelve home record. They will finish the month of April with a singular home win. How is it this bad? Like, how the fuck is it this bad? I, I don't. Because I don't know. it's the Royals. <laughs> But I don't get that's it. That's what we're down to. I don't get it. How can they be worse than last year? How? Every single player has gotten worse. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, I can't even name one player that looks better than he did last year, other than like a Roldis Chapman, who wasn't even on the fucking team. Chris Bubich, who immediately yeah. got hurt. Yeah, yeah, you could give him it. But like, God, just a big, like, what fuck you, Dayton Moore? Like, why didn't you trade Scott Barlow last year when he had the goddamn value to trade him? He's like, oh, no, I'll hang on to a reliever fucking nearing 30 because we're so close to contention. Like, what the fuck? That guy has turned – his ERA is, like, over 10 right now. Yeah, and for a second it seemed like the pitching was getting short up as well, but that's kind of gone to the wayside now too. Um, what I don't yeah. get is how the pitching is worse at Kaufman than it is on the road so far because Kaufman is such a pitcher-friendly park. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I mean, you have that whole stat with um, MJ Melendez and the hard hit balls. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think oh, yeah. that has to be somewhat blamed on Kaufman Stadium, right? I think at least two of those are but warning track fly I'm balls. Talking, I understand our hitting. I'm talking about how our pitching is giving up so much at Kaufman. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know, man. It's it's depressing. I think everything's just completely gone wrong. And look, a lot of times we'll take like a first inning lead, but we're playing from behind all, all the time. The time. Yeah, the entire time, and it's it's borderline unwatchable. I'll be honest. I mean, even like it is unwatchable. Yeah, I want to watch the guys that you know we've gotten excited for and all that, but it's just pretty upsetting when you turn it on and you're down eight to three like immediately. It's like awesome. This is exactly what I want. I forgot who I was talking to about this. I think it was you, John. Uh, You're like, well, at least we're gonna get the first pick next year. Nope. There's a lottery. We're yeah, not going to get we'll that get first fucked. pick. Yeah, we'll get fucked. We'll yeah. probably get, like, the eighth pick. Um, but, you yeah, know, it's so, so bad. And, like, this homestand was just, like, one of, if not the lowest moments of Royals baseball since. We didn't win a fucking game. Well, fuck that. We've had homestands where we haven't won a game. It's the, the way they didn't win a game. They went 0-6. Yeah. Did you guys see the tweet I sent out? 
Was it no? But please tell me it has a run differential because I was yes, it has the run differential. How many runs in six games do you think we allowed? Uh, fifty-three. 52. Pretty close. That is an average of 8.6 runs a goddamn game. How many That's runs awesome. do you think we scored in the six games? Uh, that 15. 15. Fifth fucking team. We Half averaged average. two and a half runs in a six game fucking homestand. Oh my and God, gave that up, hurts my ears. We gave up 8.6 runs a goddamn game. That is so bad. Like, we were losing by an average of six runs on this homestand. An average! And at the beginning of the season, our pitching wasn't even bad. I don't know what the fuck happened. An average of six runs. It wasn't even like... We were losing on average. It was like a good day if you lost by six runs. Because today, 12 to fucking three. On Friday versus the Braves, it was 10 to three. What the fuck has happened to Brady Singer all of a sudden? Dude is getting shelled left and right. In a... I can't emphasize this enough. In a pitcher's... Park, like how are we giving up so many home runs in Kauffman Stadium, but all of our hits are going to the goddamn warning track? And I think it comes down to one simple thing: this franchise is just fucked. Like there is no hope. I hate to be that guy, but there is just no goddamn hope. Fire JJ, get get somebody. I don't know, it man. Yeah. I'm not I mean, I'll say this. It's not even Matt. I saw the tweet you made, well, no, Jackson. Not, this is not Matt. It's not any of the new coaches. It fucked that. You're not going to blame them for inheriting this shit. And I hope we don't let Matt go because I actually have high hope for him. Yeah, I mean, I doubt they fire him year one. That They would have to probably finish with four wins to do that. But, like... That's not out of the possibilities. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we'll ever win another game at Kauffman. The way we're going. They have led. They've played 15 goddamn games at Kauffman Stadium. Or... No, excuse me. They played 13 games at Kauffman Stadium. They've led 13 or 11 innings. They've Good Lord. 11 Good Lord. of 108 innings at Kauffman Stadium. That is so like... I, I, when I looked at the run differential on the homestand today, I was like, that is some little league-ass shit. Like, that is like you go watch like your... Like, 11-year-old nephew play a weekend series versus, like, some really good kids. That's fucking what it is. It was so bad. It is so bad. And I'm at the point where I don't even think, like, general manager even fucking matters. Like, this team is just fucked. Like, I don't think they have a chance at even being somewhat competitive until 2025. Yeah, probably. They don't. And the other thing about it is they have drafted so poorly. Like our farm system is so poorly rated. It's not even like we're looking at something here. We've got four players. Yeah. Yeah. We've got four hitters that have potential. Yeah. The other five, dog shit. Well, when we were going through like 18 and 19 and even 20 and fucking even 21, like at least we had prospects to look forward to. Like, we were like, damn, our farm system's getting loaded again. And, you know, it, we were kind of naive and stupid enough to be like, well, Dayton did it once, he'll do it again. Nope. Um, it's not working out now. And now you're terrible with no farm system. I mean, a dog shit farm system. One positive, Frank Mazzucato in two starts this year has a zero ERA. With the yeah, fucking, Frank has actually been insane. With the fucking fireflies or some shit. He's still in single A. Um, but He's in low A. There's no more single A. He got low A, and now he got high A, and I think he's ah, in low A, because if he's with the Fireflies, he is only he's 19. He is only 19. Let's not get too hard on him. But the point is, we're fucked. Like, guys, I'm going to be honest. I'm like, my, 
person who we had on the podcast. I am I've paid more attention to his fucking I mean this in the nicest way, his low A baseball team than I am than I have to the Royals this year. Yeah. Like I, Oh, it's pretty fucking bad. It's it's, it's terrible. Like, it's it's as bad as it's ever been. I like Yeah, Mazzucato is still on uh Mazzucato, how do you say his last name? Yeah. Still on low A. I saw something that said in I think oh four we started one in fifteen. But at least in 04, we had no fucking talent. We had traded away Beltron. Like, we had gotten rid of all this shit. We were a dog. We're, we're like the Oakland Athletics today, right? Like, we didn't have any talent. We have fucking talent. And we're just, every single last one of them is underperforming. Yep. Nope. They're terrible. And I really, the one thing is that now the best hope we have is for this to be another one of those royal seasons where we say, wow, we didn't just suck ass in April. You would have had a shot because I feel like that's somewhat on the table as well here. I mean, I think there's – they can't get worse, can it? No, it, I mean, it can. No, yeah, Buddy Bell, what do you say? Never say it can't get worse because I, I hear that, man. It can't even get worse. Is, we go, we're going to go play the Angels and shows, can, and we're and playing Shohei too. It can Shohei get pitches, worse, I and say. it will Yeah, he worse. starts Friday. Like, I'm, I'm just not saying sure. from the perspective of, like, morale – and yeah, all of that. Terrible. I don't think it can. This I'm dead serious water. when I say this. I'm not convinced this team wins 50 games. I'm dead ass serious. Break a record. Uh, I know the Tigers in 2019 went 47 and 114, or something like that. So <laughs> it, I'm not like we laugh at that. That could fucking be us right now. That's probably. <laughs> We're probably, I mean, the oh Oakland. Oh, my God. Uh, 1899. Holy shit. Yeah, the Cleveland Spiders the Cleveland of 1899. Spiders. Yeah, that's the infamous. 20 and 134. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the worst team ever. But um, I, I went mean, for the one. The Cleveland Spiders would probably fucking average six runs on our fucking pitching. Like, this has been, and this was a podcast. Oh, that, here we go. Uh, uh, 2003, the Tigers. Uh, went forty three and one nineteen. That's like the most recent. Yeah, but look at the twenty nineteen team. Look at the twenty nineteen Tigers. Jackson, they don't even come on on this list. That can't be possible. For like the t- oh wait, they're they're yeah. literally the they're the worst best team, or they're the best worst team. Yeah, they went a 40, 47 and one hundred and fourteen. Yeah, that is. They so- were fifty four games back in first place <laughs> in the AL Central. If that was a good division, it would have been like a thousand games out, but. No, I like what I was about to say is this podcast, relative to other outlets and people in Kansas City, had low expectations for the Royals this year. I saw people that were looking at fucking like I'd have friends that I uh, like looking at DraftKings like sixty eight and a half wins. That's an easy over, and I was like, uh, that's exactly where I saw them before I saw this shit show. I was like, uh, I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't really see it that way. Like, we were kind of, and people were, oh, my God. Because they were hitting DoorDash drivers and accountant pitching and fucking spring training, people were so excited. They're like, look at this. We're averaging so many runs and shit. Like, we hadn't done that the previous three years. Um, but we had low expectations for this team, and they've gone even lower. And that's that's hard to do. Yeah, yeah I, I just, just want to enjoy watching I mean, one game. Like, like just, have we exactly. won since that Giants game where we won on a pass ball? <laughs> Of all things, you don't even care. We our dream scenario this year was like winning close to eighty games. It was like seventy something. That is a nightmare scenario for half the MLB. That is like a 
holy shit, we had a losing record. What a terrible season. We were just hoping for like anywhere between like 75 to 80 wins. And they're not even going to get close. What sucks too is plenty of teams that were horrible the last time we were good have like completely turned it around. And we are, we have been in the shitter for so long, man. Oh my God. So long. We have crazy long. We literally like have zero excuse other than we have been run terribly and we're cheap as fuck. That it just boils down to that. And to John Sherman, you can, I know your whole entire fucking plan, man. I know your entire scheme this entire time has to been to buy this team, move it, make the profit off of the new stadium, and peace out. I know that's all you give a shit about. Okay? You can't hide it. We know that's all you give a fuck about. This is the first time in professional sports where I've been like, get rid of the owner. I've never experienced a shitty owner, but this is the first time. This, I mean, the problem is... It's not is, fun. Anybody that buys this fucking team is going to be cheap as fuck. The Glass family was cheap. Sherman's cheap. It's probably going to be that way. But you just... I'm always sort of GoFundMe for about $3 billion. You just you just cross, and, you know, cross your fingers that you'll get a fucking owner like the new Padres owner that's all of a sudden like, fuck it, I'll spend money. You just hope one day you get that, but it's probably not going to happen. John, um, who owns Chelsea? Because we need his... We need Todd Bowles. Todd Bailey. Bailey. Can we get uh? Can we get yeah. Steve Cohen? Uh, all the, you know, the funny thing is, Mets fans hate that motherfucker. They're like, "Oh, you look spent all this money, and we're not winning the World Series." I just, okay, but I'll say this: if we we're in that situation, we would say the same damn I thing. I just wish. If, other if we had Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, Francisco Lindor, Pete Alonso, Jeff McNeil, fucking all those players, and you're not winning playoff series, oh my god, I'd be pissed. But. He's the wrong guy to be mad at. It's He put together a god squad. It's their fault for losing. The point I'm trying to make is, like, we are the bottom 5% of baseball. If the top 10, 15% had to live a month in the royal shoes, they would never complain about a goddamn thing ever again. They would be, like, so fucking happy with the smallest shit. Because we are. We're like, fucking hell. Like, we win four games and we're like, shit. Fuck, it could be worse. If another team had won, went 4-15, and they were like, this is abysmal. Which we're saying, but it's like, this for us is just like, yeah, that's the Royals. For other good organizations, this would be like, holy fuck, like, get rid of everybody. I'll be honest, thank God the Chiefs aren't shit right now like they were. Holy in like, fuck, it would be the like, worst thing of all time. It would be won, so bad. I don't know, I... I wouldn't enjoy sports two this podcast wouldn't exist three like i think i would have seasonal depression oh it would be seasonal fuck it'd be every season because you'd have the royals and chiefs it would be you wouldn't get a goddamn break i mean you would literally no, be true like uh, you might get a little break between december and february but the point then is the depression look, comes right we just back because it's just been a vent session the royals are dog shit they will never not be dog shit again um they are not making the playoffs by the time they move into the new stadium. I will say that. If they move into the new stadium in 2032 or 2033, or if we're even being conservative, 2034, they will still have not made the playoffs. And Bobby Witt and Melendez and Vinny and all of our good players will get traded we'll to the Yankees. They'll all be gone. They'll get traded to the Yankees. They'll sign somewhere. It'll be a complete restart. You'll probably fucking have 55-year-old Salvador Perez DHing, and it'll be just a shit show the same way it is today i mean they haven't had they haven't made the playoffs since 2015 they haven't had a winning record since 2015 they haven't finished 
500 or better since 2016. They're just a joke of a fr- like it's a goddamn joke. Like it's I hate to say it. I love the fucking franchise. I love the Royals so much. That's why I dog on them so much. But it's just when you look at it since since the year since take the year you were born. What year were you guys born? 02. 02. I was 01. Since both years they have the worst record in baseball. Out of everybody. And it's not particularly close. You go back to 1986, the year after we won our first World Series, we have the worst record in baseball since then. At some point, you just have to look at it and say, this team is garbage and it's always going to be that way. Because they are run terribly and they have incompetence at the top. And it's not going to change. You know, eventually it does. It took 30 years the last time. It just might take 30 years again. Or more. I can't do. Bro, well, you're going to do it. What are you going to do? Jump ship? Yeah. Yep. I will be a Savannah Bananas fan. Uh, that, that'll be my uh, I'll be working that. You're going to do TikTok this. dances while you freaking throw the baseball? I hate these guys. And they're, and they're more fun. They probably beat the Royals at this point, but no. Uh, it's sad. Um, you know, we're, we're normally out of the race by Memorial Day. This year, we're not even making it to fucking Earth Day. We're, we're fucking doomed. Uh, it's depressing, but... Training camp starts in July, so we'll, you know, just start counting down Ooh, the days. And... We have to go back to it. I mean, we're training two and one. Camp. We are two, two and, and one. The Chiefs are two and one when we go to training camp. In winning if you Super told Bowls. me the Chiefs win t- two out of every three Super Bowls we go, when we go to training camp, <laughs> I would take that on fucking heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Um, what, what's left on the agenda today? We've already dog shit Deep on the road. The week, because I have one. D4 of the I week. Just, do yes, you guys would... both? Do you guys both know 100% you can do a show next week? Do I what? Can you both do a show next week before the draft? Yes. I Should believe be. so, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Then we will save yes, yes. all of it for next week then since we'll all be here. Just wanted to make sure you guys could cuz if not we we're going to knock that out now. Um we'll no. move into D4 of the week. My D4 of the week is cool. to dumbass MLB fans. So, I go to Northwest Missouri State University and you know, we're, we're a diverse university when it comes to your favorite MLB team. And I do a radio show with this one guy. I won't say his name because what I'm about to say is make him sound like the dumbest motherfucker alive. And Just if he somehow finds this. Make a name up. So, Dave. Okay. Dave, if I come into radio, the radio talk show, and Dave's like, yeah, dude, I was watching the World Game, and I was like, man, they couldn't get it done. <laughs> and that, like, I'm like, this guy's a casual. He's a big. He's a big casual on a sports show. It, it's kind of like a little annoying, but you know you gotta put a smile on it. And I mean, he's a good guy. I enjoy the guy. And anyway, he's like after the Royals game. This is where shit gets stupid. He's like after the Royals game, I look. I looked on my ESPN app and I saw the Cardinals were losing. I was like, yeah, I mean, but this was on Sunday and the Cardinals won. I'm like, yeah, it was. It was fun to lose for a little bit. He's like, yeah, and then like 20 minutes later, I checked my phone and they won. And I was like. At least one Missouri team won today, and I'm and he's like that made my day. I was pretty happy that the Cardinals won. I wanted to go on fucking blast, but I knew there was a less than a one percent chance a radio mic was radio mic was hot. I I wanted to say, are you the dumbest motherfucker in the state of Missouri? Oh, my D four of the week is Monty Williams. (laughs) I knew this was coming. I I texted Jackson live, basically saying, I going into the timeout. If you didn't know. And I don't know if it's Monty Williams' fault. It could be Devin Booker. But the Suns shot a two. And while Devin Booker was complaining at the ref, 
thinking the ball was going to go out of bounds. Russell Westbrook threw it at him and it hit off him and the Clippers won the game because of it. I've watched so many Clippers games where a team goes for a three there. And I got to say, it about 100% of the time, they make it. And then the Clippers <laughs> go down, have a shit possession, goes to overtime, free win over the Clippers. That's what the Suns would have had. Monty Williams didn't make it clear enough. Don't shoot a two. It didn't work. If you're a K-State fan, you know what I'm talking about. You lost the game this year because of it. Um, yeah, it sucks. And it's pretty stupid. And it's kind of mind-blowing that me sitting on my couch – being the dumbass that I am, knew that was going to be a terrible decision, and I got to win over it. So kind of a happy D4 of the week for me. Um, and I hate the Phoenix Suns, and I'm so annoyed that I have to watch the Clippers lose them again. I could have stomached the loss to anyone but the Lakers so much easily, easier than I have to Suns. lose. To, I Devin Booker is like top five least favorite player ever. Yeah, he's annoying. I can't stand him. And so, Chris Paul can fuck off too, and I hate the Suns. <laughs> so we were talking about this, me and John. It makes no goddamn sense to take a two down three in that situ- in any situation like that. Never. Unless by the time you make the shot, there's still a shot clock. But if you're going to make the two and then there's no shot clock, it is the most pointless shit in the world to take the two. What if they miss a free throw? We are talking about fucking professional NBA players here, bro. bro. Like, they're going to get that ball into either, like, Kawhi or somebody that can shoot the fucking free throws. They're probably going to make sure Westbrook inbounds. Like, it is, it, you know, like, in the NFL before, like, a few years back, before teams would go for it on fourth and short, where they would just, like, punt. I feel it was, like, fourth and one or fourth and two, and everyone was like, what the fuck? And then eventually coaches caught on to it. That has to happen in basketball eventually with this, right? Like, you have to take the three in that situation. No team is dumb enough to foul you if you're driving to the rim down three. They're not. Yeah, and it's it's not even every situation. I mean, maybe maybe there's even an argument for a foul with, like, 30 seconds. But when we're talking about no yeah. timeouts, yes, 15 yes. seconds left, and you're if you hit the two and the, result, and the other team hits both free throws, the result is you having to go hit a three with four seconds left, yeah, yeah. three seconds left, terrible. Then there's also the possibility you're still going to miss the two. You'd much rather miss the three, better chance of getting the rebound, um, and just you at least gave it your best shot. I don't understand it. I it's hate literally losing. Like, it's literally like, that. would you rather have to make two shots or one? That's basically what it is. And people are like, two. I'd rather make two shots. It's like, what the fuck? Why? If you have timeouts, if you have like time, it makes more sense. If you have like a timeout where you can uh, advance the ball and you have like five seconds left, maybe but still to me it's just dumb it's like it's literally like if you needed two touchdowns in the nfl or no you needed a touchdown and a field goal and you had first and goal from the one and you kicked the field goal because you wanted to see if you could get a stop and then get the touchdown <laughs> it, it just is so dumb it i don't understand it josh i was surprised your d ford wasn't draymond but i guess you already got that out of the way um also, Draymond. Yeah, I'll go ahead and wrap my D Ford up with uh, whoever takes Will Levis next week. That's my D Ford. A so wait, 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 wait. Before you go, are you saying because you think he's going to be good? Because technically, like, <laughs> I think, think Will Levis is going to be good. I think Will they, Levis usually talks. Yeah, shit. no, actually, let me change it. My D Ford is whoever takes Anthony Richardson next week because I like him. And he's not my QB1. RIP Anthony Richardson. He's not my QB1. He's my QB3. So you're not entirely doomed. 
Uh, that's on Bryce Young. He's doomed. Crazy potential, though. Woo! Yeah, like, fucking insane. I was more so saying so with Will Levis, because, like, the guy sucked at the college level, and, like, he's already 23. It's not like he's even young. Um, I mean, 23 is young, but you get the point. Like, a rookie at 23 is a little older. Um, yeah, so whoever takes him, and then if anybody takes Hendon Hooker in the first round, they are, like, D Ford of the spring. Like, please, nobody be that stupid. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for some teams to just absolutely decimate their future. It's one of the great things about having a great quarterback is you know going into a draft, your future's already set. Like, you obviously have to add pieces around them throughout the draft, but you're not going to make a decision that's going to kill the franchise. Like, it's the most... You just get to laugh. Yeah, you literally just get to, like, the year, uh, we, the year we live-streamed it, and... Uh, Daniel Jones got picked sixth. I literally, I, it's we still have it up somewhere. Like started busting out laughing whenever they made that pick because like they had rumored it all draft season, but I was like, that's bullshit. Nope, <laughs> it took him at six, and I couldn't fucking believe it. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited. Draft is one of those things that I think Selection Sunday and the draft are the two non like sporting games that I like the most. Yes. Yeah. All right, well, next week we'll be fully devoted to the draft with a sprinkle of NBA playoff updates. We won't mention the Royals. No, no, they're done unless they... No Royals for the rest of the year. I'll say this, unless the Royals can come back with a winning record, I say we don't talk about them. Well, no, I say if they can get within seven games of below 500. If the Royals... We need to come up with something. Let me see. Yeah, no me... Royals until they have half as many wins as losses. I think that's fair. They only got <laughs> a pace 333, man. They play one, two, three, four, five, six games by the time we will have our next episode out. If they go f- five and one or better, we'll talk about them. Oh, well, you're, we're not Sounds good. <laughs> There's no other reason to. It's like, why would we? Um, and we're not going to because we're playing the Angels. Um and Otani and Trout are going to absolutely clown us. Um, but yeah, next week will be mock draft season. Um, we're going to see if John knows any of the players this year. It's always a great time when he figures out what a player looks like after just hearing his name all draft season. Was it Justin Herbert that John thought he was black? Or, no, it no was, Trey, it was Lance. Trey Lance. He, was like, Trey Lance. Trey, he had no idea what Trey Lance looked like. But this year, unfortunately, guys have already quizzed John on this year. He already knows the players. Uh, but yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, we always do it every year. Last year, I mean, I don't think we got either Chiefs pick right, but I did say how much I loved McDuffie. Uh, It's always just fun to laugh at when we look back at as well. So tune in next week, and that's all we've got for this week.